So good morning, everyone. And I, actually, I should, have, I should say Dzień Dobry in Polish. So would you like to try to say Dzień Dobry? Dzień Dobry. Oh, you are really good. I just... So this is your first lesson of Polish language. So that's good. So it is joy to be uh, with you this morning. And I'm so excited that we'll serve together at the Struda Christian Camp, uh, Poland. And as, the mo uh, as most of you know, the team from your church um, is going to work on rebuilding the amphitheater. Am I saying this right? Amphitheater? I just, that, this is really hard work for me. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how much you know about Christian camps and their facilities, but amphitheaters and campfires are very important parts of Christian facilities. And in fact, my decision to follow Christ took place by a campfire. So we're going to rebuild the amphitheater so more generations, generations will not only enjoy this place, but they will make the most important decision in their lives. They will choose God and his son, Jesus. And so I titled today's message, Better Together. And I will talk about uh, the power of doing things together. Uh, so before I share this message with you, I would like to say a, a couple words of introduction for those of you who don't know much about our ministry. My wife, April, April and uh, I, Andrzej Korytkowski, were with Polish Christian Ministries and we represent Ostruda Christian Camp Poland and Polish Christian churches here in the United States. And we reside in the East Coast, in the state of uh, Connecticut. And so we have three children, and I already mentioned that we have three teenagers, and we, we like them. <laughs> we all know that we love, our, we love our teenagers, we love our children, no matter what. But sometimes it can be, with liking teenagers, it can be hard. But so we, we like our, teenager, uh, our teenagers, and... Um, so we are international family. I would say we are more American and maybe less Pol American-Polish uh, family. Uh, actually, I was born in Poland, spent most of my life in Poland, and I started learn learning English when I was uh, in my late 20s. So, and, and the reason why I started learn uh, learning English was my, wa my future wife in that time, and today my wife, uh, American wife, April. So our purpose as missionaries is to assist and enhance the ministry of Ostruda Christian Camp and Christian churches in, in, in Poland. Very simple. And how do we accomplish this? Uh, by bringing teams and resources to, to help Ostruda Christian Camp and Polish churches uh, to make their, and so, to, so we can make their ministry more, more productive and, and stronger. So you... Uh, may be surprised how assisting somebody can, uh, I mean, you, you may be surprised how assisting somebody and, uh, can enhance and make their ministry more productive. And actually, uh, our family experienced this in 2012, when we moved to Poland to restore and revitalize Ostruda Christian Camp Ministry. Today, looking back from the perspective of time, I cannot imagine serving their uh, 
serving there without the help of Polish and American churches. In fact, our partnership with churches brought that Christian camp to a place or, uh, of fruitfulness. Uh, and uh, uh, as, var as we served uh, uh, through the Christian camp, became self-sustaining uh, and even began helping, uh, began helping churches in various ways, churches in Poland. So today, as uh, we understand uh, um, that it is better, to, we understand that it is better together, and we continue this ministry of assisting and helping us through the Christian camp and Polish churches. So before I will share with you this message, better together, I would like to pray. So let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes. I would like to pray. Lord God, we, we, we thank you that we can come together as your family. And we can come together. We can fellowship together. Lord, we are called to be together. You designed us to, and created us to be together. And we are so thankful that we do not have to be alone. But we can enjoy this fellowship. We can enjoy friendships. Uh, we can jo enjoy relationships. And Lord, we can, we can serve and we can minister together. So Lord, we are praying today, this morning, that you will help us to, to understand this simple principle that we will take it and we will apply it in our life. The simple truth that it is better together. And we're praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you, you know, there is something really uh, strange about math and horses. When you think about horses and how much they can pull, math loses its logic. Math loses all, senses, all sense when, when you talk about horses working together. In fact, I learned one single horse draft uh, can pull about 8,000 pounds, which is 3,628 uh, kilograms. You don't have to remember this part. It's about 8,000 pounds. But when you put two draft horses uh, on the same load, uh, they don't only pull twice their own weight they can actually pull three times their own weight, which is 24,000 pounds. Math lose, uh, loses all sense when you put two, two horses together. I mean, 8,000 pounds plus 8,000 pounds, and I thought that I was well-educated, equals 16,000 pounds. Am I right? Yeah, 8,000 plus 8,000 is 16. According to simple, um, the simple addition, yes, it's, it's when we put two horses, should be 16,000 pounds. But amazingly, putting two horses together, they are able to pull, uh, to pull a load that equals about 24,000 pounds. So if we decide to simplify this uh, equation, we would say, okay, one plus one equals two. But when we think about draft horses, one plus one equals, it's confusing, isn't it? <laughs> I hope I'm not going to mess up your math, actually, this morning. So uh, this is the power of together. This is the power of unity, of fellowship, and the power of another one. This is not about math anymore, but about the power of togetherness. And the formula is, is easy, 
better together. Can we, can we say it out loud, better together? Better together. Thank you. And if you, and, and, and if you are not going to remember anything, I want you to remember one thing. A simple phrase, better together. So let's open our Bibles, the book of Ecclesiastes. If, if you have your Bible, open your Bible, book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 4. Ver, uh, we're going to, I'm going to read verses 4 through, uh, sorry, verses 7 through 12. Book of Ecclesiastes 4, verses 7 through 12. So this is the passage. Again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling? He asked. And why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless. A miserable business. And here comes this, his conclusion. Verse 9. Two are better than one, because they have a good return for the labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lay down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then he concludes, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So there is a simple conclusion that jumps from this passage. It is better together than by yourself. It is better together than by yourself. So what is King Solomon talking about. He's saying it is hard when we journey through life by our, ourselves, when we go without any, uh, anyone that can help us, encourage us, stop us from making bad choices. It is simply hard. Going through life without a, without a friendly person is not easy. And King Solomon is reminding us of a simple truth. It is better together. We, we know very well that it is good to have a friend uh, you can depend on to share with, a friend that helps you, that helps you, gives you good advice. It is better to journey through life together than by yourself. And to make this point, King Solomon shares four uh, everyday life examples. The first one, two people working together the second, a person falling and another person uh, helping him get up. The third one, two people resting together, warming uh, one another. And the fourth one, uh, of three-stranded cord. So let's look at them. The first one. The first example is a picture of two people working together. And the message is simple. Uh, to, together, we can accomplish more. Together, uh, we can do more. And I believe we have a slide. Do we have a slide? Just can we just, uh, is it? Perfect. This is it. Uh, so, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good 
return for their labor. And I am sure King David, uh, King, sorry, King Solomon was very familiar with this everyday illustration. Solomon was the king who built the majestic temple for God. So he knew that more people meant uh, the temple could be accomplished faster. People that work together can accomplish things faster and they can do more because they work together and their pay can be greater because they can, they can do more. And the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans chapter 16 includes the names of many of his partners in ministry. In fact, this chapter reads like a phone book. Uh, do you remember chapter 16? We're not going to read it today, this morning, but it reads uh, like a phone book, a little bit uh, on the bore, kind of like boring side. But the truth is that the Apostle Paul was able to accomplish so much because so many people were involved in his ministry. And he basically just, he thanks all of these people in Romans chapter 16. And he, he recalls all kinds of names like Prisca, Aquila, uh, Mary, Andronicus, Junia, and there are many, many more names. People who were involved in the ministry together with the Apostle Paul, uh, Apostle Paul. And missionaries around the world can do so much more because they serve and minister together with other people. And they serve and minister together with partnering church churches like, like you. It's really amazing, but your impact is, 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 is amazing because you, your ministry is in Poland. This ministry, the ministry of this church is, you are active in Poland. Although your headquarter, yes, the, the place where you fellowship is right here in Brazil. I always have a difficult time. It's like Brazil in Indiana. I have to explain people, I'm going to Brazil, Brazil. No, but Indiana, Brazil, I'd say. <laughs> so it's really amazing how you minister all over the world. And one of these places is, is Poland. So together we can do more. We can be more effective. We, we can do more. So the second, the second example that King Solomon recalls is an illustration of a person falling down. Verse 10. Uh, if either of them falls down, uh, one can help the other uh, up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Sometimes when people fall, they get hurt and need, to, and, and, and need help to get up. When we are together, we can help one another. Some time ago, I watched a person get stuck on the rail, railroad. He or she was crossing, uh, was crossing it, and suddenly their, uh, the wheelchair got stuck. I thank God for good Samaritans that went and helped this person. And, and a couple minutes later, the train went by. Which is, have you ever stood by the train, you know, just like a fast passenger train? You know, just the, I mean, the... The wind, the power, it's like, whew, it's just amazing. Can you imagine what would have happened if these people were not around? We would have uh, read a column in, in the news newspaper about a very sad accident. But they were there and they helped. 
they saved the life of this, of this person. So the illustration that King Solomon shares reminds us that when you walk through life together, even though you, you fall, even though you're, you trip over something, as long as there is a person walking along, along with you, as long as you are not alone, you will be able to stand up because somebody will, will help you. One of the great falls that is recorded in the Bible was the, was the Apostle Peter's fall. We remember when he denied Jesus, asked three times about his relationship with Jesus. Peter answered, I don't know this man. I, I don't know him. I don't know this man. Three times. And later we see Jesus helping Peter get up from his great fall. And Jesus uh, did this after his resurrection. John chapter 21, verses 15, 17, describes this meeting and, and conversation between Jesus and Peter. And three times during his conversation with Peter, Jesus tells, uh, Jesus tells Peter, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, lead my sheep. And after that, Peter became a passionate and dedicated apostle of Jesus Christ. And I think what happened in this moment, Peter needed to, to hear these words, these three invitations to lead future disciples, followers of Christ. Because he denied Jesus three times. It was a great fall. And it was the turning point in the life of the apostle, apostle Peter. So Christ's desire, desire is that his church will do the same thing, that we will do exactly the same thing. We're here to help one another, to support one another, and to help somebody to get up if he or she falls. So many people, once they fall, never get up. Why? Because there, were, there was nobody to help them get up. But the church of Christ should be the place where people receive help and they get up after they fall. On the, other, on the other hand, those who fall need to allow the body of Christ to walk them through the process of restoration until they are fully recovered. Together, together sim simply means to, to help one another. We help one another. The third the third illustration that uh, King Solomon shares is of two people uh, uh, warming each other up. Verse 11, also if two uh, lay down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? So the lesson I find in this illustration is together we, we encourage one another. In Jesus' times, very often people camped by the road uh, they were traveling on. We know that in Palestine, the temperature drops uh, at night and, and the difference in temperature between day and night can be significant. So it was, it was a normal uh, thing that people would huddle together and just share their body heat. This helped them to rest through the night. When we go through life, we often face temperature drops. We feel the conditions, um, environment, uh, environment around us, um, that environment around us change and become, unfri become unfriendly, harsh, difficult, all kinds of things. 
you already know about it, and you know that life is not easy. It can be hard. So we face sickness and problems with kids, burnouts, uh, marital problems, financial problems, uh, losing a job. Hard, uh, there are hard decisions that we, uh, we make. And when we face them, we need each other. Uh, we need to face these problems knowing that we are not alone. We need to encourage and cheer one another when we go through life. Remember, we're not in heaven yet. We live in a, in a world corrupted by sin. And we, will, and we will face all kinds of temperature drop moments and problems. And we need to lift up one another to encourage, to support, share good words, words of hope with each other. Because the list goes on. Many of us have already faced all kinds of hard situations. Uh, and God has walked you through them. God has been with you. You have a story to tell about his goodness. Maybe someone needs to hear how God walked you through a dark valley. Maybe uh, someone needs to hear uh, uh, how you were, how you're restored by God. Maybe you can encourage someone that is facing a giant that you've already um, overcome and buried in your life. You've moved on and the giant today is a pile of ash. And you can share a story. It was hard. But God gave me the strength and together with my family, with my spouse, we overcame a giant. And you have a story to tell. And a story that can encourage and bring hope and give strength. You see, it is so different when you tackle these life issues by yourself. And it is so different when you face these giants together with God and those who love Christ. Together means we encourage one another. And the fourth illustration is about a three-stranded cord, Ecclesiastes 4.12. The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So the lesson that jumps out uh, for me from this illustration says, to, together we are stronger. And consequently, alone and separated, we are weaker. And the old tactic, uh, ta tactic of Satan is to separate us, to separate people. Separate us into smaller, uh, like uh, really small cliques, uh, churches that fight and compete with each other. Divide the church into uh, yeah, smaller cliques that uh, know better. He tries to separate us uh, as individuals when we face some kind of crisis. And, and the Apostle Peter has already warned us about that be uh, alert and uh, of sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around uh, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. First Peter uh, chapter 5. So you see one of the tactics, tactics of lions is to separate an, an animal from the herd. Once they, they do this, success. The poor animal simply cannot protect itself. I remember the words of one woman that sounded so 
that sounded so spiritual. I need to take a break and just spend time with God and, and pray. So she stopped coming to the church. She was gone for a week, two weeks, six weeks, and finally she, stops com she stopped coming to, to church altogether. Eventually her life took a sharp turn, not for the good, but for the worse, and she's not in any fellowship of believers today. Sad story. She was separated from the flock and became vulnerable. I understand there is, there is a time for solitude. We need this time. But never ever separate yourself from the flock, church, from, from the church family, from fellowship of believers. Because then you can put yourself in serious danger and risk. But when we are together, when we are in close fellowship with other brothers and sisters in Christ, then we are truly strong. One of the phrases that defined the early church of Jesus Christ is the phrase, one another. And this phrase just carries a simple message, a message of togetherness and unity and the fellowship of the church of Jesus Christ. And now I would like to close my message today reading a few verses from God's Word, verses that remind us of the simple truth that it's not about I uh, and myself and me, but it is about us, you and we, and about the fellowship of believers. These verses are from the New Testament. And I'm going to read them, and you can listen and, uh, and listen to the phrase that is a key that is a key one for us today, the phrase, one another. You will hear this phrase in these verses. Therefore, encourage one another. Honor one another above yourself. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Love one another. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Live with harmony with one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So all of these verses... I just read, remind us about one simple truth. Better together. But if you want to express it in numbers and you feel you are, you are strong in numbers, 
remember this equation, 1 plus 1 equals 3. Let's bow our heads. Lord, it is better to go through life with you than by ourselves. In fact, when we don't go with you, we miss so much. And Lord, we are praying that if there are any people here in this place today that navigate through life by themselves, Lord, I'm praying that they will come to you and they will ask you to lead them through life so they won't go through life by themselves, but you will be the one that will lead them and they will walk through life together with you. And Lord, I'm praying for all of us as we are here, Lord, that you will help us with our relationships, with our friendships. Help us to remember that it is better to go together than by, ourself, by ourselves. Lord, we know that we are created and designed to be together. We're created and designed for the, for the fellowship, to have fellowship with you and with our brothers and sisters. And we're praying that we'll do everything. So our fellowship and our partnership and our uh, friendships are strong and quality and God-honoring. Lord, help us. We're praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. After the service is over, I'll be I'll be available there in the fellowship.